Good morning. You're listening to Morning Musings on Divine Mercy Radio with Matthew Hogan. And now, here's Matthew. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Morning Musings. Today, I am back with Father Sean Kilcally, and we're going to just do a little bit about some different spiritual advice he has. Let's jump into it. Wow, that's a long way that you've come over time. That's impressive. So maybe a good follow-up question is, is what are some of the blessings you've seen while working with these different conferences and giving talks and helping people through some of those difficulties? I would say the, the greatest blessing is that you get to see things like that happen in the Gospels in real time. And so like you get to see people where the lights go on and people who really learn what it means to surrender their life to the Lord. And I was just meeting with somebody yesterday and he he first came to see me maybe like seven or eight years ago, just kind of struggling in his own in his own life. And and so it's been years of, of meeting with him on and off or coming to groups and, and things like that. And and then more recently, like just this shift happened in his heart and where he finally like is experiencing this thing that we call surrender. And he's finding like a desire for prayer, a desire to go to our Lord, places where maybe in the past he would have been really tempted to fall into sin and he just wants to go to our Lord. And then he's seeing starting to see the fruit in his own life where other people have noticed this about him and, and other people are kind of experiencing their own conversions. And you get to watch like spiritual multiplication take place in a really concrete way. And that's just like an amazing thing to witness. It's just like what our Lord does with people when we're willing to just surrender our life to him and, and allow ourselves to be an instrument that he utilizes in order to reach others. And oftentimes the best thing that happens when I'm traveling or speaking are the things that happen like in the car ride on the way to the airport or the things that happen with like somebody who lives in the rectory that I'm staying at. It's just kind of the side job. I call them the side jobs God gives me where I might be going to get to like speak at a conference, but then the side job is the conversation I had in the elevator with somebody that just really needed some encouragement or that just needed that opportunity to to be real with someone. And those are the greatest blessings that oftentimes they're just kind of these little moments between Jesus and I. And, and this other person. And, and that's really where I find the most joy, if that makes sense. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of the main focus of what you've done has really been to find authentic relationships and really get to experience life authentically. And maybe that's kind of at the core of what we're really lacking today in society and what you are combating today is the inauthenticity. What would you say to that? Yeah, I think that's accurate. And I would also say that like, most people are starved for authentic relationships. And the more that we, like all of us in the church, are called to to live in that way. John Paul II, in the theology of the body, he talks about these two aspects of the human person, that the human person and the human body is penetrable and transparent. And so like what that means about the way we were designed is that being penetrable means that I'm capable of taking on another person's life in the sense that like I'm capable of having empathy when they share their life with me. It matters to me when they're sad. I feel sad with them or when they're having joy, I feel joyful with them. Being transparent just means like I am who I 
I am wherever I am. When we're living in freedom, like people just see who we are and, and we don't have a need to put on masks or to, to try to impress everybody or to try to convince everybody how good we are. We're just able to live in freedom. And there's something that's more beautiful and more attractive about that. In the realm of evangelization, like oftentimes conferences that I've heard or speakers that I've heard talk about like the younger generation of today is uh, is that they really only trust what they believe is to be authentic. And so if, if a young person kind of makes a judgment that you're not being real with them, you just lose a lot of ground and you lose a lot of trust with them. And I think, you know, there's there's something really good about that because it just calls all of us to, to really grow in holiness. So what would you say to someone who's struggling possibly with authenticity, maybe even with themselves somewhat, and are unsure of maybe what their vocation, for example, might be, and are struggling with being able to be authentic both with themselves and God and those around them? Yeah, I would say that like the first thing is to, to start asking for the grace of finding somebody that can be real with them. And there can be lots of things that enter into that like whether it's shame that we have about our lives or our past or a fear that we'll be rejected if people really know who we are. Uh, oftentimes they're the same kinds of core beliefs that people who struggle with addictions have, you know, that, that I'm basically like not worthy of love or not worthy of care or if people really knew me, they'd reject me and nobody's capable of really meeting my needs. And to, to pray for the grace to find somebody to be real with. And we all need people in our lives that can call us outside of ourselves and, and call us to be more and that's really what you know one of the things that I'll talk about at the men's conference is like like the core of fatherhood is a call to conversion and the call to be more like oftentimes we we say like fathers are called to be leaders protectors providers but that, that also means that like like the father is always there to point us to a future and to remind us that we can be that we can be more that we can be greater that like in the realm of freedom like that we can be free and, and to point the way or to show people the pathway to get there. And that's something that's so needed in the church and in the world today is that witness and that call to conversion. And, and our Lord is always relentless about loving us exactly where we are and then calling us to be something more. And that's also a really hard balance to strike is that balance between like the fact that we're loved unconditionally exactly as we are. And then at the same time, our, our Lord is, is saying like, but, but I want more for you, you know, like I want more for you as well. And that's just such an important thing, whether it's in evangelization or it's in family life that we hold together, those two aspects of mercy and the call to conversion. To go back to something you mentioned in your vocation story mm -hmm. is how you felt like you had to wait for a while. Waiting is really difficult, and I speak to that from some of my own experience. So what would you say to someone who is thinking about waiting or is struggling with waiting in their vocation? Yeah, I, I think that, like, in terms of vocation, you know, like, a vocation is a calling from the Lord. And if we're waiting, then the thing to do is to be moving deeper into relationship with the Lord. Because when people think about vocation, it's oftentimes this question of, like, what am I supposed to do? And in that place of waiting, it's more of the question of, like, what does our Lord want to transform about me right now? Or how am I supposed to grow in intimacy with Him right now? And, and even in the Gospels, like, there are people who find themselves, you know, in the position of somebody in the crowd. And when they're in the crowd, they're just listening to our Lord. They're observing our Lord. And, and they're really wrestling with this question of, do I, do I believe that He is who He says He is? And do I believe 
believe that enough to sort of change my life and give my life to him. And then in discipleship, there's a purification of that. Okay, so I'm going to give my life to him. And then in discipleship, we're, we're growing in relationship and, and continuing to move towards him and continuing to have our hearts purified. And then at a certain point, then we can be sent in order to be a witness to others. And so often we're in such a hurry to be the one who's sent that we shortchange ourselves on, on kind of the work that our Lord wants to do in our own heart. And it guide a lot of waiting that I had to do. And when I look back at it now, really like my time spent in the military was, it was, it was a time that our Lord was kind of using any means necessary in order to help me to grow into my masculine identity. And I, I often say that I would probably really struggle in ministry to men if I hadn't had that time in the military. And not just because now I can tell stories about being in ranger school, but because there was a confidence that was gained during that time period of my life and kind of an assurance about who I am as a man and as a person. And, and that was really important to prepare me for, for the life that I live right now. At the time, it was confusing. I didn't really understand it. But when I look back, it was, it was definitely like our Lord has always been relentless in my life. And he's been relentless in using any means necessary in order to bring about the conversion that he wanted from my own heart and the healing that he wanted from my own heart. So, so I guess my main advice when it comes down to that question about waiting is don't waste the waiting, right? Like, don't waste the waiting. Like, there's always something that needs to be healed. There's always ways that we can grow in love. There's always ways that we can grow in maturity and in friendship with the Lord so that when the time is right, we can move forward in full freedom and full confidence. We will now return to the Sunrise Morning Show. 